Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. This podcast is dedicated to all things pop culture, news, politics, music, movies, anything you can think of. We talk about it here. I am the host and my name is Shakira. If it's your first time hearing my voice, don't be alarmed. Go ahead and subscribe. It's free and you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode, which happens to be every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Now, this week is a special week. Which is rare because usually we have one episode weeks, but this week I was like, you know what? I feel like we can double up. So I'm gifting you all a second episode this week. Now, if you are already subscribed, you probably listened to the episode before this in which I gave you all a heads up that you were going to have two episodes this week. Thank you for coming back and I hope that you are sharing this podcast with your family and your friends and also if you have not left us a rating in the Apple store yet, please, I'm asking kindly <laughs> for five stars in the Apple store or wherever you listen to your podcast. So we are not going to have carefree updates this week. Well, this episode because we had carefree updates on Tuesday. So if you haven't caught what's new and happening in the world. You can go back and listen to Tuesday's episode for carefree updates, but this episode is going to be to the point, 26 lessons I learned in my 26 years of life. But first, we're going to have a break from our sponsors, and then we'll be back and we'll talk about it. We'll chop it up and hang for a little bit. All right, here goes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so jumping into the episode, I made one of these lists. Um, I believe I started making these lists just last year when I turned 25. I think I did a list of 25 things I learned in 25 years or something like that. I will have to find it because I don't know where it is. But I think I initially got the idea from it was a viral post. It was a few years ago that was going around where it was a lady and I believe she was turning like 80 something and she wrote a list of things that she had, you know, learned over the course of the years. And it, you know, it had enough items to add up to her birthday. So if she was turning 87, it had 87 items. And I was thinking like ever since I saw that, like that's a cool idea to have. And especially to be able to look back on as time flies, you know, in 30 years, I might look back at these lists and be like, who girl, you had so much to learn still. But you know, for the time being, I feel like it's a great exercise to practice self-reflection and to see how far you've come and to actually reflect on some of the situations, people, places you've been, all of these different things that you've dealt with throughout your life. And think about a lesson, like think about a core lesson you learned from those things and just jot it down and also have fun with it. Like it doesn't have to be super deep. It doesn't have to be extremely detailed, just, you know, solid points, solid lessons. So I did that. I did 26 and some of them are, as you will see, some of them are, you know, more 
may be emotional than others. Some may be just a one word or two words. But for the ones I feel like I need to expound upon, of course I will. So let's just hop right into it. I wanted to give you all a brief backdrop first (laughs) before we hopped in. So here we go. 26 lessons for year 26. Number one, I wrote, it is never too late to return back to self and those things that you love doing. So I wrote this one because recently I rediscovered my love for art, um, more specifically painting and drawing. When I was younger, and I believe I said this on a very recent episode, I'm not sure which one, but when I was younger, I really loved drawing. I really loved um, like and I love writing too. So I would like write these stories and also like alongside the stories to draw out these little cartoon characters that I felt like matched the story that I was telling. Um, I drew everything. (laughs) I drew stuff. I remember one um, air quotes on painting. It wasn't like a canvas kind of painting. I had a white sheet of printing paper, like copy paper. And I had all of these, you know, like the the play lipsticks and lip gloss when you're growing up because I was I couldn't be more than eight years old so I had like a case of all these play lip glosses and they were different colors and I remember like putting them in splotches on this copy paper it's hard to explain but it was so pretty to me and I was so proud of that thing but who knows where it is now so I really loved art and painting and I guess over the years I had gotten away from it because life happens I picked up other hobbies um other things I like doing and I kind of just forgot about it but recently during this quarantine I have had nothing but time and I was watching a commercial one day I was in the living room watching a commercial and it was like someone painting and I was like oh I want to paint <laughs> like it was just a, a thought like oh I want to paint so I went to the Dollar Tree where I live and I picked up some canvases I went to Michael's and picked up some brushes and some paint and figured out that I'm pretty decent at it and I have forgotten all about you know my love for this thing until my niece I believe my mom was with my niece one day and she was like, yeah, Shakira's been painting like since quarantine started or whatever. And my niece was like, well, you know, she always loved to draw. And when she told me that, I was like, she's right. Like, I forgot I love to draw. So I wrote that because I felt like I was returning back to those things that I love doing, which was art, painting, creating something from scratch. So remember that it is never too late to return back to yourself and things that you love and especially too because uh I would write all the time I would write all the time like when I was younger if I was not writing something I was reading something and over the years like as school kept going you know how you have to end up reading so much for school that okay so my my bookworms are gonna understand this you know when you were a bookworm as a child and you would read all day every day like your parent would have to make you go to sleep (laughs) like put the book down and go to sleep so you can get up for school in the morning that's how I was and as school went on like high school college grad school I ended up having to read so many textbooks to the point that I didn't want to read a regular book because it was a treat to not be reading something so that's what happened and now I am getting back into reading and also getting back into writing but I'm trying to be easy on myself and tell myself that because I felt like 
on one hand, I feel like if I would have just kept writing back then, I would probably be so far ahead by now. So I've been trying to be easy on myself and tell myself it's not too late, one, to return back to that thing that you love doing, and two, be gentle with yourself. It's okay. Like, time has passed, and that's all right. Like, just pick up the pen again, and you can relate that to whatever it is in your life that you want to get back into just remember that it is never too late to return to it. All right, so number two on my list is self-love is a journey, not a destination. And this one is kind of self-explanatory, but especially in the day and age that we are in, we have access to so many images, social media everywhere. We see all of these beautiful people, <laughs> beautiful people that we may never see in real life. And it's natural to deal with self-esteem issues or to have thoughts like, well, if I could just fix this or I wish I had her body or I wish I had a hair texture like hers or whatever it may be. Um, it's natural to have those thoughts. I think especially now that we have Instagram, we have YouTube, all of these different platforms, um, that people didn't have back in the day and they still dealt with self-esteem issues back then. So I'm just trying to remember to tell myself that self-love is a journey. It is not a set location that if I do this, this, and this in a year, I'm going to be set in self-love. It is not that. It is a continual um, struggle. It's a continual race to learn to love yourself and to accept things that you view as flaws and to embrace them and also to give yourself a little slack sometimes like some days you wake up and your hair is not doing what you want it to do and you're like I just want to cut it all off or a dress is not fitting how you thought it was going to fit you when it came in the mail and that is okay when you have days like that just remember that it is okay and it's normal to have those days Everyone has those days. I'm sure Michelle Obama does. And we know how bomb Michelle Obama is. So be gentle with yourself and remember that self-love is a journey. It's not a destination. Number three, speak as kindly to yourself as you speak to others. Girl, if you are anything like me, you know what I'm talking about. Because you can be a kind of person that speaks so much life into other people and encourages people so much, but you don't give yourself that same attention and that same observation. So I am one of those people. And that is why I wrote that because I want to remember that just as kindly as I speak to other people, just as often as I sow into other people's lives and give them encouragement and tell them, girl, you're bomb or brother you are fine like own that walking to your greatness like I need to be able to turn around and do that same thing with myself um so yeah I wanted to remember that one so if you are one of those people if you're anything like me remember to speak just as kindly if not more so <laughs> to yourself as you speak to other people inside and outside number four you can do anything the only thing in your way is you. And whenever I have thoughts of, let me see, what is it called? What is it called? We had a whole podcast episode on it. Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I had to pause this and go back into the archives of the episodes. And 
I was like, girl, I know we talked about this imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard that episode, it was a great episode. So especially if you deal with that. So, you know, whenever I experience imposter syndrome, I try to remember that Beyonce song. I can do anything. Y'all know the one. I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. Um, But I try to remember that song because it is literally true. You can do anything that you set your mind to. Anything that you set your mind to. Positive. Let me retract. Anything positive that you set your mind to. You can do it and you can have anything. It just takes changing your mindset to a lot of things. And also understanding that there will be obstacles to whatever it is that you want to reach but as long as you have the perseverance to continue to press forward you can literally do and have anything that you desire in your life it is attainable as long as you have the mindset and also the work ethic to get there so I wrote that down number four you can do anything the only thing in your way is you number five I wrote that prayer works remember the flight back home from Ohio question mark so I wrote that because oftentimes in our spiritual journeys we can have something occur in our life like a spiritual kind of situation but sometimes life just goes on and you forget about a lot but I wrote that down because on my way back from Ohio this year um I believe it was in February we were on the plane it was nighttime you couldn't see anything out of the window and we experienced turbulence now the person the regular flyer is probably like girl turbulence that's nothing listen to me this turbulence was different this turbulence hit different this was a different kind of turbulence like I've been on planes before and experienced turbulence and being calm you know but this one was crazy the plane was rocking it was shaking the lady in the seat behind me started crying and I just prayed and prayed and prayed from the time that we first started experiencing turbulence all the way until we not just landed in Jacksonville, but until I got my behind off the plane, until I grabbed my bag, I was still praying. So I wanted to remember that I never want to get to a point in my life where I feel like prayer doesn't work or God isn't listening to me because that is for me, a prime example of prayer working. And you can apply it to whatever you believe in or whoever you believe in in your personal life. But just remember that prayer works. And if you can think of a certain situation in your life where you prayed about something, you prayed for something and you received it, just write it down, jot it down. So it's not something that you forget going forward. Number six, don't abandon your gifts. It is a blessing that you have them. That's why they're called gifts. Also, another thing that I have struggled with because... We all have these gifts and sometimes I feel like we can take for granted how good we are at a certain thing. One, you can feel two ways. One, you can feel like I'm so good at this that I don't have to improve upon it any further. Like I'm just good at it. Or you can feel like I'm good at this, but there are so many people that are better than me. So why should I keep going with this? Imagine if I'm trying to think. Imagine if Kobe I'm going to use him because he's a great example of this. Imagine if Kobe Bryant was just good at basketball and he felt like the first example. He felt like I'm so good at this that I don't have to practice. Like I don't have to practice. I'm great at this. Imagine what his life would have been like had he had that kind of mentality. And also remember it on the flip side. Like think about if he 
knew he was good at basketball, but he looked at someone else, another kid in high school who was playing, who was better than him. And he just thought to himself, well, I'm good at this, but he's better than me. So why should I keep practicing this or try to get sharper at playing? Think about your gifts like that. Like they're called gifts for a reason. You have to nurture them. You have to show them time and attention because if you don't, I do believe that you can lose them if you are not using the gifts that you were placed on this earth to spread out and share with people. I am of the belief that everyone has a gift, everyone has a calling, everyone has a purpose, everyone has something that they are good at, whether you are aware of it or not. You have something that you are good at that you were placed here to share with 100 people, two people, one million people who knows and who knows who those people are or where or when the time will be for you to share those gifts with people so make sure that you are improving upon them and not just taking them for granted during the time that you have here number seven I want you to remember or this is a lesson (laughs) it's not your responsibility to live up to other people's idea of you struggle with this severely because there will be times where let me see was this undergrad I want to say this was like undergrad college and there were people who didn't know me personally right and say they asked me for a favor that's just example they asked me for a favor I didn't know them and say if I had a homework assignment or something and I'm like well, I don't have time to do that for you. Maybe I can do it later. And say if that person is like, well, they said you were nice. You're not nice because you're not doing this for me. I will go out of my way to do whatever it was, even if I didn't have the time to get it done or if my own personal things were sacrificed to help other people because they would say, I thought you would help me with this. Um, You're not like how... I thought you would be or whatever it may have been because I will be trying to fit whatever image they had of me in their mind. I wanted to fit into that mold because how dare I, you know, not live up to their expectation of me, which is crazy in retrospect, but everything is clear. Everything is clear when you look back hindsight. So remember that other people's image or expectation of you is not your responsibility to live up to. They are them. You are you. As long as you're proud of who you are, as long as you are growing as a person personally and just trying to remain positive, that's all that matters. Like, it doesn't matter who you upset along the way just because you don't fit into the cookie cut image that they had of you or how they thought you were going to be. All right. Number eight, you don't have to convince any oh girl I should have read through these before I started I'm I'm gonna share all of them though number eight you don't have to convince any man of your worth and beauty if he thinks otherwise that is his loss so I have dealt with plenty 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 more than I would like to share of situations with guys where I felt like um well If I were prettier or, well, I'm not going to go into extreme detail, but, you know, if I were prettier, 
maybe he will take me seriously or maybe he will make me his girlfriend. I don't feel that way now, but I definitely felt that way in my early 20s. Definitely felt that way. Um, that if I could just change something about myself, that will make them take me more seriously or he will make me his girlfriend then. So I wanted to always remember this, that you don't have to convince any man of your worth and your beauty. If he doesn't see it on his own, it's not your responsibility to try to convince him that you are smart, that you are worth, um, him wanting to make you his girlfriend. Honestly, if you know that you are doing the best that you can, if you know that you are beautiful, if you know that you are smart, and this is for guys and women, guys and women, you don't, you shouldn't have to convince anybody of your worth. Dating is not a, and I hate how dating has turned into this, like, ugh, I, I don't even have the words to, it's, it's like a pageant. Like dating to me has turned into a pageant of sorts where, you feel like you're in competition with all of these different people and then you have your talent. Like, look at my talent compared to her talent or look at my clothes compared to her clothes. Look at my taste in music compared to her taste in music. Pick me. And I hate that dating has turned into that. And I, I kind of feel like maybe I'm just speaking off the dome right now, but I kind of feel like maybe social media, not just social media, but dating apps. That's what I'm thinking of. I, I kind of feel like dating apps may have aided in this kind of dating culture that is kind of like pageantry. I need to write that down because that may be a good um, podcast topic for us to talk about. But I just don't feel like I need to convince you or prove myself to you. And that may just be 26 year old me thinking that and I may feel completely different in two years. I may have a different outlook on it but for right now I just feel like it's not my responsibility to try to prove to you that I am worth being with you Mm -mm. (laughs) that's not the move number nine we're almost done kind of number nine your family members who have transitioned are always with you remember the red bird while shooting the commercial question mark so I wrote that one down because okay this is a crazy kind of story and I don't think I told it on here so Earlier this year, I want to say this was March, March or February, I was at work and my, I guess you can say supervisor, it's, she's not my supervisor, but me and her work together, she's like the head person in this department, so she, I came in and she was like, um, I have a friend, he has a summer camp, he needs a commercial to run on the news channel for the summer camp, so I was like, okay. And she told me what the budget was, when it would be shooting. But she was like, you can have it. Like, you can shoot it. You can edit it, everything. So it was basically my commercial to make for him. So I was, like, stoked, super excited about it. Oh, my gosh, head over heels. And the night before, I was getting ready to um, go to sleep. But before I was going to sleep, I was just making sure that all of the camera batteries were charged. I was making sure I had memory cards. I was making sure I had my computer charged and all of these different chargers, the tripods, the lights, like just double checking everything and also placing it in a certain area so that in the morning I knew that everything I needed was in that area and I just pick it up and go on, right? So that night, you know, after I've done everything, I settled into bed and I started thinking about my aunt and my cousin who passed. And so my aunt, her favorite animal was a red bird, a cardinal. 
and I see red birds all the time. And if you're from the South, you've probably heard like red birds are good luck, but she loved red birds. And when she passed, she had this red bird in her living room. So when she passed, we got the red bird and now it sits in our living room. So I was just thinking to myself how proud they would have been if they were here to see um, how far I've come. So the next day I am at the commercial shoot and they are doing this like activity. So one of the ladies who is leading this activity, she's like, do you want to participate? Mind you, I have like this camera and stuff in my hand. And she's like, do you want to participate in the activity with us? And I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, girl, I just, I got to shoot. Like, how am I going to participate and shoot? But just speaking before even thinking, I'm like, sure. So the game was where they would put like this, like a string around your neck, but the string would have a picture of an animal attached to it and it would be on your back. So you can ask people around the room three questions, three yes or no questions about the animal on your back. And you basically had to guess what the animal was. So I'm like <sighs> trying to guess, trying to guess with people in the room and then Eventually, I think I said something like, is it a bird? And I turned it around and it's a red bird. And I was just so overcome with emotions because my first thought after I saw that it was a red bird was that this, and I don't believe in like coincidences. Romans 8, 28 is my favorite Bible verse, which says all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So I don't believe that anything is by happenstance. I am not one of those people, but you know, when I saw the picture, I instantly thought about her and I felt like it was a sign that she was there. She was proud because I had just thought about her a few hours earlier in the nighttime. And I always associate red birds with her. Like I could have gotten any animal that was in that room and I got that. So that was number eight. Your family, number nine, your family members who have transitioned are always with you. Um, number 10, Ask for help. That doesn't make you weak or less capable. It makes you strong. I have a hard time asking for help. I have a hard time asking for help. It hurts me to even say it. I'm going to say it again just because it hurts me so bad. I have a hard time asking for help. I don't know how to ask for help. I have just gotten to the point where I will ask my mom or my family members for help with something. And it took me forever to even ask them for help with things that I needed help with. Because I felt like if I ask for help with this thing, it's showing them that I don't know what I'm doing or that they can find somebody else to do it, somebody better to do it. So let me figure it out on my own instead of asking for help. And that is not a healthy outlook to have. It is always good to ask for help. So I'm learning that and you should too. Ask for help if you need help. 11, girl, learn to delegate. And I wrote it just like that. Girl, comma, learn to delegate. And that kind of coincides with number 10, which is asking for help. Learning to delegate is something that is definitely on my wish list. I need to learn how to delegate. I need to learn how to dish out tasks to people that can handle them so that I can focus on other things that I need to handle. And it tends to be a lot when things start like piling up on your plate and you have a lot of things going on. 
But if you have people there to be able to take some of those stresses off of your plate, why not utilize that? You know, like, why not? But I don't know how to delegate. I will, like, tell my mom, okay, so my mom is retired and she's home. So I, you know, will be thinking I need, uh, what's the next, like, I need someone to check my P.O. box or something like that. And instead of me asking her, like, mom, can you check my P.O. box for me? I'll just take it on, like, all myself. Like, I can do it. I can do it. I'll pick it up Thursday or whatever when I could have just asked her to do it. And she could have had it done in an hour. You know what I'm saying? So learn how to delegate tasks and also be able to communicate what it is you need done from people. Because to me, that is one of the biggest issues, my communication with what I need done. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an Aries thing, but I don't like questions. (laughs) Like, not that I don't like questions. I, what's a good way to explain it? So, like, if I ask someone to do something, right, if they ask me a question about it the first time, like, I'll, I'll answer. And then the second question, I'm starting to think maybe I should do it myself. And then by the third question, I'm like, okay, I'll just do it myself. Um, and it's not to, talk down or think down upon the other person's capabilities but it's just this mentality like if I just do it myself it'll be done quicker you know which is not healthy either so I want to learn how to delegate which is going to be very important for me moving forward um number 12 tell people you love them that's very cut dry and to the point we don't tell people we love them often enough I'm trying to get to the point that I start telling more people I tell my family all the time that I love them um but especially my friends I don't say it often unless I'm taking them to the airport or something like that but it's not often that I tell my friends that I love them so I want to get better at that 13, your family members are humans first, forgive them. And I wrote that because there have been so many situations, I think like just period in black households, white households, Hispanic and Latino households, Asian households, you have these situations that occur when you're growing up and you remember them forever and it can be dramatic. It can cause some mental health issues going forward or things that just always stick with you in the back of your mind as you grow up. And as I've gotten older, I'm realizing that people are human first. Like your mom was human before she became your mom. Like she had her own identity. Your dad, he had his own identity before he became your dad. And I think you'll understand it the older you get and also as you become a parent that they were just human they were just regular people before they became your parent and it's not um it's not outlandish to think of them as superheroes or people that are without fault but it's not healthy to think of them like that because they are humans with faults like real character flaws so just remember that they were human first they were people first before they became whatever it is that they are to you so learn how to forgive them number 14 get some rest real rest in parentheses because I get, let me tell you, I get some makeshift rest. I will take a nap for 15 minutes 
well, not now with the quarantine, but before the quarantine, I would have all of this stuff to do. I would take a nap for 15 minutes and that was my rest for the week, which is not good. You need sleep. You need rest for your body and your mind and your heart to function properly. So get some rest. That's important. Number 15. Now we are really almost done, y'all, for real, for real. So 15, you will never know. You'll never know if you don't try. Super important. Again, I feel like everything on this list is important and I may be biased because I wrote it, but it is. Um, There is, how do I want to say this? One, there's nothing, I do believe that there's nothing in this world that you can't do if you don't put your mind to it. But also, you'll never know if you don't try it. So, and that can be, you can think about that deeply and you can think about that not so deeply. But just know that there is nothing on this earth, one, that you can't do. But two, also remember that you will never know the answer to something if you don't try it. Like, don't count yourself out before anyone else can. If there's something on this earth that you want to try to do, do it. Like, don't tell yourself no before someone else can tell you no, if that makes sense. And I'm thinking about that in, like, terms of... I'm thinking about, like, tryouts and auditions and things like that. But this is with anything. Don't count yourself out before you've even stepped into the room. So try it. Just try it. You'll never know. Number 16, you cannot relive your glory days, but you can make more of them. We think so often about the past and we can tend to live in the past and the good old days. And when things were like this, when things were simple and easy, Or maybe I peaked back then and I'll never peak again. You can make more glory days. But as long as you are living in the past, you are wasting the present. You are wasting the time that you have right now to look back on. So if you are 30 and you're thinking about how good life was when you turned 21, you're missing out on 30. Like live in the present. It's okay to reflect on those days and appreciate them and just go down memory lane sometimes but don't get stuck there don't live there um number 17 spend money on things that bring you joy not just temporary joy for me those things are albums vinyl albums I really love physical items I realized um I love physical the physicality of things I love holding things If I take a picture of something, I want to get it printed out so that I can hold it and it's not just something that I can lose. Or if I want to listen to some music, yes, I'll listen to it on um, my phone or whatever, but I like albums better because I can touch it. I can feel it. Um, But that's just me. But for you, it can be anything. I love physical items, physical things that I can touch and experience. So those things bring me joy. And it's important to spend things, spend money on things that bring you joy and not just temporary joy, things that will provide joy to you in the future going forward and not just make you happy as soon as you buy it. And as soon as you get to your car, it's gone. The happiness is gone. So spend money on things that bring you joy. Number 18, be an agent of truth and change. If you can, try your hardest to use your gifts, your talents, your presence here 
to spread truth and encourage change. That's why I love this podcast so much because I feel like I can use this as a platform to share different things that have happened to me and hopefully it will inspire you to change in whatever way you see fit. So be an agent for truth and change. Number 19, you'll get there faster with help. Collaborate. Um, oh yeah, collaborate with like-minded people. That is super important because we have to do this. Um, we have to really get into the idea of lifting as we climb. We can be like crabs in a barrel sometimes. And I even hate that phrase because I wrote a play when I was in high school. It was called Black Crabs. But it was about flipping the idea of... Actually, I'm not going to share that because I might rewrite that. I might... Um, girl, I'm not going to share that one. I might revisit that play and rewrite it. So um, just lift as you climb, as you go out throughout your life. Lift as you climb and know that you will get there faster with the help of other people. Now, with that being said... Don't use people like don't befriend people just because they have something that you want and you want to get to a certain level and then you want to throw them away after you've gotten what you wanted from the experience. Don't be that person, but find like minded people who are like you, who think like you, who speak like you and who encourage you to be better as a person. And remember that you will get there faster wherever you want to go if you have help from others moving on number 20 study the paths of the people you wish to be like and learn from them and this is for anyone out there if there's anything in life that you want to do if you want to be an author if you want to be a professor if you want to work at nasa if you want to be a doctor if you want to be a scientist if you want to be an actress or an actor if you want to be a producer if you want to be whatever whatever it is you want to be find people that have similar paths as you similar ideas and mentalities similar came from similar places so that you can study their routes and see kind of the way they went about things because oftentimes if you study enough people you will see that they experience the same um, setbacks and then maybe you can use those setbacks to avoid along the way so look up people that you look up to and study their story and their history and see how they got to where they are now and you can implement that along your own journey number 21 discipline is required for the next level discipline I struggle with discipline. I was telling my friend Diamond, um, actually last week, last week, yeah, I was telling her that before this quarantine started, I was always saying, I want to do this. Um, if I just had enough time, I could get this done. Or if I just had time, I can finish this. And I told her last week that this quarantine has made me realize that time was never the issue. My issue this entire time has been discipline. I'm not disciplined. And I realize that now because I have all the time in the world now. And I still haven't done a quarter of the things that I have said that I have been wanting to do, right? That I said, if I just had enough time, I could do this. I haven't done any of it. So it just showed me that 
time was never the issue. The issue is me being disciplined enough to sit down and do it. To sit down and do it. And honestly, starting is the hardest part of any process that you have in life. Trust me, starting it is the hardest part that you're going to experience. Because once you get into it, whatever it is, it just flows and it just goes. But actually, starting will be your hardest feat of all. The next one, number 22, it says that you are not defined by your past mistakes. You are, however, responsible from for learning from those mistakes. So you are responsible for what you were supposed to learn from whatever those mistakes were in the past. We beat up on ourselves so often about if I had just done this instead of doing that, if I had just known better, if I would have just learned along the way then I wouldn't have made that mistake but your mistakes make you who you are if you never learned them you would have never learned what it is you were supposed to get from those situations that happened in your life so remember that you are not defined by them it's not tacked to your forehead it's not on your back and people can't read it every time you pass them and judge you for different mistakes that you have made if they do that is their problem not yours so remember that your mistakes don't define you you aren't comprised of every mistake that you've made in your life but you are responsible for learning the lesson you were supposed to learn from those mistakes 23 we are almost there y'all 23 says travel you will get the money back but you will never get this time back that was self-explanatory too i want to see the world i want to go places i want to visit everywhere like i want to see things i want to experience different cultures and food and lifestyles but sometimes money is an obstacle it's just like should i spend the money on this or should i just save it and wait and remember now be responsible like pay your bills and do what you're supposed to do but also don't feel like you know the money's not going to come back you will have the experience of traveling but you will never get this time back like you have your youth if you are young and after a while those bones they start aching and you may not be able to walk as far as you can walk now and think about if you want to go sightseeing and not being able to walk as you would have you know, five or 10 years prior. So remember that the money will come back, but the time and the age that you are now will never come back. 24, you inspire more people than you know. Keep going. Every single last one of you inspires someone. I don't know who, but you inspire someone out there and they look at what you are doing and they may never say anything to you about it, but they look at what you are doing And if you stop doing what you're doing, it's going to have an effect on them. So remember that there is someone somewhere looking at you, depending on you to see something through or finish something or be an inspiration to them. So keep going. 25 says, protect your heart. All you do flows from it. When you are trying to do anything in life, your heart is where that energy comes from so you have to protect your heart you have to protect your heart because once your heart gets caught up in the wave like once your heart is not right 
everything that you do is not right. So make sure your heart is good. Make sure your heart is in order because everything that you do flows from that. Um, 26 and the last lesson I wrote, another year of life is a blessing. Even if it doesn't feel like it, it's another year that God saw you through safely and with purpose. Celebrate that if you don't celebrate anything else. So I have been experiencing what I have researched and found out to be what is called the birthday blues. And I wrote a blog post about it over on my blog and I'll put a link to it in the description box of this episode if you want to read it. It's short. So it just basically tells about how I have been feeling leading up to this birthday. But as I sat down and I started writing, I realized that I've been feeling this way about every birthday since I turned 23. And 23 was the last birthday where I felt like excited about anything. After that, I just kind of felt like, whatever, it's another day. Um, You know, who cares if anyone tells me happy birthday, but then I really did care if people told me happy birthday because if they didn't, I felt like maybe I didn't matter. Um, But I realized it's what's called the birthday blues and it is common and it comes from these feelings of feeling like you haven't accomplished as much as you should have accomplished by the age that you are turning or feeling like fear of getting older or fear of more responsibility it can stem from a lot of things and I think mine stemmed from uncertainty not knowing what the future holds and also it also stemmed from um feeling like I haven't done enough like and what is even enough like If someone to ask, if I were to speak to someone and say, I feel like I haven't done enough. And if their answer to that response was, well, what is enough? I wouldn't even have an answer. But it's just this societal thing where you just have to keep going, keep doing, even if you're not getting anything out of it. Even if you aren't going anywhere, like running on a hamster wheel, you feel like you just have to keep going. And it kind of ties into the episode that we had on Tuesday, which was titled Stop Moving the Finish Line, just feeling like you have to keep doing something. And if you aren't doing anything, you're not productive. You're wasting time. You could be doing this, this and that. So feeling like I haven't done enough by the age that I'm turning. So I realized that it's called the birthday blues. So you can read about that in the description on my blog. But I wanted to remember that another year is a blessing. It's not a day for me to chastise myself for not being as far along as I would have liked or to not celebrate how far I've come or looking down 10 years down the road. Instead, celebrate where I am now because each day is a gift. It is a gift, whether we realize it or not. So those were my 26 lessons in 26 years of life. I hope that even if it's just one of them that was helpful to you, I hope that you jotted it down, you put it somewhere on a sticky note, in a notebook, in the notes tab on your phone, wherever it is that you had to put it so that you will remember. And I hope that they were helpful to you. And I hope that you remember that a birthday is a blessing and also allow yourself some time to reflect on how far you've come and if you have the chance to jot down some lessons that you've learned along the way and it doesn't have to be a birthday for you to do this 
just jot it down on a random day. It can be 10 things that you've learned. Whatever it is, just provide yourself some time to sit down and think about different lessons that you have learned during your time here so that you can look back on it even if it's the next day or five months from now just jot it down actually that's my my assignment to you all jot down five things that's five quick things that you have learned during your time here and that you want to remember going forward that is all i have remember to stay black and stay carefree and i will see you guys tuesday next week in a new episode of the carefree and black diaries bye guys